selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. I am so stoked for today's guest because I'm a huge fan of her. Her name is Melissa Griffin. So Melissa teaches entrepreneurs how to create a meaningful life and business through her online courses, membership community, and podcast called Pursuit with Purpose. Hi, Melissa. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Eileen. Thanks for having me. And you have an awesome radio voice as I was listening to you talk just now. (laughs) No, you too. (laughs) I was like, her voice is so great, so soothing. Thank you. Yeah, so I've taken your courses. I've taken Pinfinite Growth, which has changed my business so much. Like, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and I I just love what you do. I really look up to you. So for those of our listeners out there who don't know who you are, can you give a brief story about your background and how you built this empire helping bloggers and entrepreneurs? Yeah, so about four years ago, I started – a blog online and it was really just meant to be a place for me to have a creative outlet and kind of find some people online who were interested in similar things. So I wrote a lot at the time about creativity and personal development and started to find all these people around the world who are interested in the same things as me and eventually just got completely into blogging and starting an online business. It really um, became my obsession. So I eventually started a graphic design business that I had for a couple of years doing online. Uh, Before that, when I started my blog, I was an English teacher in Japan. So I eventually Mm -hmm. quit that to do graphic design full time. 
as I was doing graphic design, I was writing about what I was learning, how I was growing my design business, and people would ask me a lot of questions about how they can grow their own business, or what was I doing to grow my audience, or how was I doing this thing? So I started teaching that kind of stuff too, and eventually that became the majority of what I do now, which is teaching online courses, telling people how they can start and grow their own online business too. So in recent months, we've also started incorporating some more personal development topics because I've started to realize that helping people grow a business helps them in one area of their life, but now I'm working on helping them maximize their potential in all areas of their life Mm -hmm. too. So that's pretty much where I'm at now. It's definitely been an evolution of just random things that I never would have predicted. That's really cool. So curious, did you have like previous school on graphic design, like education and training? I didn't have previous education on anything that I do now. (laughs) I I did go to... (laughs) I love hearing that though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My major was multicultural studies, so pretty different from what I'm doing now. So how did you transition from multicultural studies? I mean, you were teaching English in Japan, but like, how did you make that jump into graphic design and blogging? So graphic design was always something that I was interested in. It was something I had been working on as a hobby for many years prior to that and teaching so I teach a lot of online courses teaching was always something that was like this innate passion of mine that Mm -hmm. I loved teaching like my brother how to read and like doing all of these little things throughout my life to help teach people and create community so I didn't have a degree or education in what I do, but it was always this kind of thing where I knew that this was what I loved doing deep down. Yeah, I love pointing that out and hearing that because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I want to do this, or I want to teach, or I want to do graphic design, but I don't have the training for it. And so hearing your story is really encouraging for everyone out there. Yeah, totally. And I totally get that too, where it's this feeling of, well, I don't have a degree in that, or obviously other people are way better at that than me because Mm -hmm. they have degrees or they've worked with clients for years. But I think there's space for anyone to do what they're passionate and excited about doing as long as you have that passion and you're willing to learn how to do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And I also want to know, what do you think was the thing that put you ahead above others? Because you know how the space is so saturated. I mean, there's so many bloggers, so many graphic designers. So what is it that you did that made you stand out? I think the two things that I did and that I feel anyone who wants to really grow a successful business should do are to focus on community and value. And I see that as my business strategy. Sometimes people ask me like, what did you do? Hoping for some kind of crazy strategy that I was using. And it's so simple Mm -hmm. um, that really I just focused on how can I provide value to people? How can I Mm -hmm. go above and beyond what kind of content is already out there? How can I answer the questions that I know they have in a really step-by-step, easy to understand way and help people get real results, even with a lot of my free content too. And then how do I create a community with people where they feel Mm. seen and they feel valued as a person and they feel like they're part of a tribe that they belong to and resonate with? And a lot of that also stems from me 
being willing to kind of open myself up. I feel like if you want your community to feel connected and vulnerable, then you kind of have to be the person to go first in that sense, where you're opening yourself up to kind of sharing some vulnerable stuff about you. And that'll just connect people to you and to the other people that you serve. So community and value are basically my business plan (laughs) and how I feel like I've kind of set myself apart. Yeah, I love that. And while you're on the topic of community, I mean, I've taken your courses. I know that you have a Facebook group for each course and you had a huge Facebook group of 70,000 members. So you recently closed that down. Can you talk about why you did that? Eventually, like I had been growing it for a couple of years and it was growing to so many people, like you said, 70,000. And I just started to get this kind of gut feeling and my observations of the group were that it was facilitating interactions that weren't as meaningful and as deep as I wanted to create with my tribe. And that was the Mm -hmm. biggest thing for me where I felt like our team's energy and my energy was going into this group where if we had that extra time, we could be focusing on creating in-person events or uh, retreats or smaller group connections to create those really lifelong, deep connections between people. And Mm -hmm. when I went to the group, I I felt like it was more of people who didn't really know each other that well and were asking questions that I wondered uh, if they were helpful because they were kind of repetitive, um, people asking similar questions every day. So for Mm -hmm. me, it just kind of felt out of alignment with how I wanted to serve my community and opening me up for, for space to do things that did help me serve and connect people in a more meaningful way. But that was a tough decision. It was uh, yeah, I imagine. yeah, probably a time when I got more criticism than ever before in my business. Mm-hmm. It was almost surprising how many people came out of the woodwork to uh, criticize that decision. There were mm-hmm. also obviously a lot of people who were very supportive and understanding about it too. But yeah, it was, it was a tough decision. But I still think it was for the best, and we've had more of an opportunity now to create more of those in-person experiences and start working on the planning for that, too. So (laughs) I think that's really brave of you, and it really shows your character that you're willing to do something that a lot of people would say you're crazy for, but like do it because that's what your gut feeling told you to do. And I think that's really special. So good on you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It almost like didn't even feel like a decision for me. It was kind of like this has this is the thing that I know we need to do. But I definitely yeah. did get people who, who were like, you're a horrible businesswoman. Well, because like, you also have yeah the logical business side that's like, this right. doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. no, I get where you're coming from. Because yeah, if, if a group gets too big, it's, it's not meaningful anymore. It's just like strangers. Right. And I think for some businesses that might not matter, but I think because mine is so built on community and value and I didn't feel like I was seeing either of those things really in the group in the way that I wanted them to show up, that it was Mm -hmm. kind of a no-brainer of this is not an alignment, we should close it down. Even if it meant maybe we'll lose a few sales, I'm okay with that as long as what we're doing feels like it's in integrity. Right, keep it like authentic and on brand. Yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool, so moving forward, what's your goal or purpose with your business now? 
And you just started a podcast, Pursuit with Purpose. Yeah. So the podcast was kind of like my foray into doing more personal development versus uh, teaching a lot of business strategy and marketing strategy like I've been doing for the past couple of years. So last year in 2016, I went through a lot of changes in my business and my, my life personally, where I was growing this business. We were doing really well. It was growing a lot, but I felt like I was because of that, really focusing on the rat race, like the competition and Mm -hmm. the comparison and losing sight of why I started it in the first place, which was to connect people, to have fun, to be creative and to provide value. And all of that kind of like went out of my periphery. And I started to just focus on, we have to earn more money. We need more subscribers. We need to be the best. And that isn't really who I am at my core. I don't feel like, but I got really wrapped up in that. And eventually I saw that and I was like, whoa, this is, this is uh, something that needs to be handled and taken care of and changed. And eventually we got back to this mindset of why we're doing what we're doing in the first place. And started to, I feel, come back to our purpose with my business. But after that happened, I started to feel like when I looked around the online business space, a lot of people felt that way, where they felt like they had to keep up or they had to make a certain amount of money, even if they didn't need that much money personally, or they had to hit goals and then didn't celebrate them and and just never felt fulfilled by their work. So I started to talk more about that journey for me and how I kind of got through it using different daily rituals and personal development strategies. So now I see my purpose and my mission with my business as not just to teach people how to grow a business and and how to use these marketing strategies, but to also learn how to create and activate their full potential in all areas of their life Mm -hmm. and their health with their relationships, with their spirituality, and to just feel like they can wake up and feel this real sense of freedom and fulfillment rather than feeling like they've got their business handled, that's good, but then the rest of their life is a mess. So really working on that more well-rounded You know what, just listening to you hear that, it makes me see the reflection of, it's. you know how your business is kind of a reflection of you? It's like before you were focused on business and now it seems like you're expanding to... like all areas of your life, your health and spirituality, and then you're infusing that through your business as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It's totally like my own journey reflected in what I'm teaching in my business. that's super cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, can you talk about some of the like key rituals or activities that have really helped you grow lately? I would say the first thing over the past year or two is that I've invested in more personal development and spiritual coaches. So Mm. I've done things throughout my life like therapy and I've had business coaches, but I never really found what I was looking for. I didn't feel like. So I started searching around for other types of coaches, people who are more mindset based, who are a little bit more on the spiritual side, which I've been resonating with lately. And they've helped me really unlock different pieces of my mindset and and where my ego comes from and how my past is informing my present and Mm -hmm. why certain things trigger me. And that has been so valuable to me just to have those people to kind of realign me when I feel like I'm, I'm out of place. 
So that's number one. And then the things that I do on my own on a daily basis are things like meditation. I recently took a meditation course online from Ziva Mind, and it's an eight-day program where you meditate twice a day for 15 minutes uh, in the morning and in the evening. And I used to meditate using apps and and things like that on a, a pretty daily basis, but I've really enjoyed this new form of meditation and doing it twice mm-hmm. a day and really taking some time to be still and let my mind kind of reconnect to to myself. So that's been huge. Um, I also try and journal every day, even if it's writing down just three pieces of gratitude from the day, or Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll write down three acknowledgements about myself, uh, which is something that one of my coaches uh, suggested I do, which is basically you write down three things that you rocked at throughout the Mm -hmm. day, or three ways that you want to acknowledge yourself as a way to kind of flex the self-love muscle and and start to see all of the things that you are doing amazing at in your life. So I do some form of one of those every day as well. And I've also started taking one minute cold showers. So I'll take like my regular warm (laughs) shower and then I'll do one minute of a cold shower, which is horrible, but um, it's actually really great for your body and and your immune system and circulation. Wait, so So, do you end your shower with a one minute cold shower? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. And there's been studies and research to show that cold showers, it's kind of like taking an ice bath or cryotherapy that show that cold showers are are really good for you. So I've been doing that. Mm -hmm as well. And then just things like eating healthy. I I live in LA where everyone drinks their green juice and I'm totally one of those people too. And exercising on a pretty daily basis too. I love yoga and spinning. Those are two of my favorites. And then just reading too. So reading is huge for me as well. And just, yeah, incorporating that each day too. I love it. It definitely sounds like an ideal balanced life. Like I try to do all of those things. I think I've done like, you know, journaling, meditating, trying to eat healthy now, exercising. I should try the one minute cold shower though. Yeah. (laughs) That's something I've never thought about. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) like, it'll wake you up too, which is kind of nice. I mean, what are the specific benefits that you do it for? So one of the things is if you take a warm shower, then your blood in your body goes to the surface, to your skin, away Mm -hmm. from your organs. But if you take a cold shower, then your blood rushes to your organs, which helps with circulation, helps your organs to function at their optimal functioning. (laughs) So your organs are doing better. It helps with your immune system. So your overall just supposed to be healthier and just have more immunity to different like viruses and things like that. And then also I like that it kind of just wakes me up. It's like this jolt in the morning, (laughs) right? After I get out of the shower. So that's nice too. Awesome. I know that there are other benefits, but those are the two that really stood out to me when I was researching it. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'll try that. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. (laughs) Do you love to learn and try new things? Are you a creative looking to sharpen your skills or explore other mediums? Well, Skillshare is an online learning community with over 16,000 classes in graphic design, illustration, 
illustration, and more. You can learn everything from logo design to visual thinking to watercolor. Classes are perfect for the professional designer looking to get a leg up at work or the freelancer who wants to attract more clients and build her brand. Skillshare teachers include work designers with years of experience and AIGA award winners such as Ellen Lupton, Debbie Millman, and Seymour Quast. With Skillshare, you'll get unlimited access to all of this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class again. Personally, I've taken classes in branding, marketing, watercolor, and even floral arranging. You really get so much value from even a 30-minute class. Thankfully, Skillshare is giving all Lavender Lifestyle listeners one month of unlimited access absolutely free. So go to Skillshare.com slash Eileen to redeem your free month. That's Skillshare.com slash A-I-L-E-E-N. All right, back to the podcast. So how do you structure your day to be productive and effective? Like, I'm curious what your typical day or week looks like. I think the short answer is I don't. <laughs> um, okay. I used to. And I, I think this works for different people because I think some people really work best when they have like, I'm going to do this at this time or even batching like from 10 to 1, I'm going to do this task every Thursday or from on like every Wednesday, I'm only going to record podcast interviews. And for me, I've tried doing that and then found that it's hard for me to stick to something so rigid. So now the only thing that I really try to stick to is my daily ritual, which I do in the morning Mm -hmm. and really like give myself that space for doing that. It takes me like an hour, hour and a half. And I used to try and do it and then I would get busy or I'd think like, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff to do today. Maybe I'll just skip today. And now my Mm -hmm. motto is kind of like, if I don't have time to do the thing that like centers me and balances me in the morning, then I'm too busy and I should probably hire somebody or not do as many projects because it's so important. So I start with that. And then my days, they really vary depending on what we've got going on. I record podcast episodes every week. So I'll have that somewhere in my schedule. I do have a decent amount of meetings that I go to usually online. So I'll fit those in as well. Uh, And then a lot of what I do is also just creating content. So whether it's for my membership community, Pursuit HQ, or updating any of my courses or um, creating like podcast content or blog content. Those are the main things that I focus on. And then kind of just checking in with my team to, to see how they're doing on their tasks and then kind of popping into social media as well. It's almost like some days mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how the time goes, <laughs> like where it <laughs> You just goes. do what needs to be done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we have a bigger project, like a course launch or something like that, then my day is a little bit more structured because mm-hmm. there's just like, I've got to get this done by this particular time. Right. But more often than not on most days, I try and kind of do things that feel right in that moment. I have a mm-hmm. schedule and my weeks are planned out like weeks in advance, but just having that kind of flexibility is, is good for me. Right. But I mean, you do have to balance a good amount of content. Like you have your courses, your podcasts, your blog. So, I mean, do you have any favorite apps that you use either for to-do lists or organizing or communicating with your team? Yeah. So two that I could not run my business without are Asana and Slack. Mm. Slack is awesome for team communication. So I like hate email. (laughs) Instead of emailing each (laughs) other and trying to communicate that way, Slack is almost like 
text messaging for teams where you can just open up this little uh, window where you can communicate with your team and not have to worry about writing a full email with the kind of Mm -hmm. like little formality of it. Yeah, exactly. The formality is subject. So it's Mm -hmm. good for just those quick conversations. And then Mm -hmm. Asana, I love because you can create projects and then create tasks within those projects and create deadlines and assign things to your team. So it's an amazing place for us to plan out our projects and then just communicate to make sure that things are getting done and see that people on my team have finished things without me needing to like email them or talk to them about it by just seeing that they checked it off. So those are my two favorites. Cool. And I do want to bring up uh, your recent trip to Ghana because I saw that on Instagram. I thought that was super cool. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I talked earlier about this journey that I've been on with really realigning with my purpose and kind of getting back to that zone of community versus competition. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we did in February when I was, I had just gone through all these changes mentally and now really wanted to find some ways to give back and focus more on helping other people versus just thinking about myself and my business. So we decided to do a big fundraiser in, in February of 2017. And The fundraiser was basically kind of like a Kickstarter where there's different levels that you could donate. And at each level was something of mine, like a a course of mine or something that I've created. So if you donated $100, then you could get a certain course or a few different Mm. courses of mine. And 100% of the revenue that we earned from that went to an organization called Pencils of Promise. And um, we set a goal for that fundraiser to raise $70,000 and ended up raising $120,000. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Thank you. So that allowed us to build uh, about three schools in Ghana in West Africa. Mm-hmm. So me and a couple people from my team uh, a few months later, just recently in September, went to Ghana to actually see the, the schools in action, meet the students, um, meet the teachers, and, wow. and really learn more about what Pencils of Promise does there. Because my vision of it was kind of like they build schools. And mm-hmm. prior to that, students are learning in more unsafe environments. They're learning underneath leafy trees or they're learning in really rundown buildings um, that don't protect them from rain and things like that. And that was kind of what I thought they did. And they definitely do that. But uh, I loved being able to go to Ghana and actually see their impact firsthand because they also, Mm -hmm. they have this more like holistic mentality where they also train teachers because a lot of the teachers are using kind of outdated methods to teach students. So there's not that much engagement. Students don't go to class because it's not fun. Mm -hmm. And they also do sanitation trainings to help give clean water to kids at the school and and show them things like how to brush their teeth and how to wash Mm -hmm. their hands. Um, Because their approach and belief is that if kids don't like school, if it's not fun, then they won't go. Or if they're sick um, because they drink dirty water, then they won't go to school either. Or if they have an unsafe place to learn, then they won't go either. So they build the school, they train the teachers, they do these sanitation trainings. And to be able to go and actually see all of that working together and see the students just so happy to be there and to talk to the mm-hmm. teachers who um, who say that, like what an impact they've seen when a Pencils of Promise school comes in was just an amazing experience. That's so and, amazing. Yeah. Like 
Yeah, I, I'm just so inspired hearing that. So thank you for doing that. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It reminded me of when I taught English in Japan. Because when I went to mm-hmm. Japan initially, I was there for about two and a half years. But for the first year or so, I barely spoke any Japanese. I didn't study it or anything before I went. And so I couldn't communicate with language. But one thing that always stood out to me so beautiful about that experience was how much connection we have without ever needing to speak, how we can Mm. feel what somebody's feeling or understand what they're trying to say just by the way they say it or just by being near them and, and kind of feeling them and, and how they, they are as a person. And I I noticed that too when we were in Ghana, how we would go to like an inauguration ceremony for the opening of a new school. And I remember one of the girls, I think she was about 12, she was giving kind of like a spoken word piece. It was like a poem, mm-hmm. but she was very in it and very like would use a lot of gestures, walk around a lot and I started crying just watching her because I I had no idea what she was saying it was in their local language of Awe but just listening to her and and knowing like what passion she had and just feeling that connection to her was unforgettable for me and I felt that so much with just meeting all the, the little kids and the other teachers that I couldn't really talk to but it reminded me of just how deeply connected we all are just by existing and just by being humans. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So lastly, just to wrap up, I'm curious, do you have any advice for our listeners out there who want to be bloggers and entrepreneurs like yourself? Sure. So I think the first thing is really figuring out what unique value are you providing to people and who are the people that you want to serve? Because what I see a lot of well-meaning bloggers do when, when they start their website is that they think, I have a lot of passions, or I'm really interested in this thing, but then also this thing, and then also maybe Mm -hmm. that thing too. Um, So I'm going to create a website for all of these things, and I will find other people who like all these things too. And that's awesome if you want it to be more of a hobby and it's more for fun. But if you want to grow a community and you want to monetize, then you want to, I know this is like an overused phrase, but pick a niche and Mm -hmm. really focus your content on something more specific and focus your audience, um, who you're trying to serve on someone more specific too. So that's the first step is figure out what are you writing about that's specific that people will go to your website, see the name of it or the tagline and immediately know exactly what it's supposed to be about versus going to it and being like scrolling through the first few blog posts and being like, I don't really understand what this website is, Mm. is trying to do. So focusing is huge. And then once you focus, starting to create content and then also content upgrades to elevate the content that you you're creating. So creating blog posts or podcast or YouTube channel, whatever it is, and embedding those things into your blog post. And then the content upgrade is like a little opt-in incentive that you create. And then you put that into your blog post too. So it might be a worksheet or a checklist or something that they can download to help them basically take action or remember the things that you taught them in the blog post. And then Exchange give you their email address in order to get that freebie, the worksheet, the checklist, whatever it is. And that will help you to grow your list. So if I was starting a new blog right now, those are kind of the first things that I would do is just focus on 
how can I give value to a unique person in a unique niche? And how can I up-level that content by Mm -hmm. creating some sort of incentive to help and grow my email list? And then once you've got an email list and you've got a community, then just serving them and creating that community by reaching out to them, sending emails on a weekly basis, like a, a newsletter, and eventually being able to sell them products and services, whatever it is that you want to sell to them. So it's a pretty simple system, but... But you've got it down, girl. (laughs) You're like a pro. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But it definitely works. It definitely works. It definitely works. I can vouch for that too. Yeah. Yeah, I can vouch because I started to do content upgrades after taking your course and it like it makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah. That's awesome mm-hmm. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone out there, make sure to check out Melissa Griffin, follow her advice because she knows what she's doing. <laughs> I'll have all the links to her blog, podcast, social media in the show notes and the blog post. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciated you coming on today. Thank you, Eileen. You are so sweet. It's been such a nice pleasure to talk to you today. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.